Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Hi everyone, this is Karen Chong and I'm here with a very special guest today. Many of us struggle in our relationships, not just with our intimate partners, our children, family, or friends, but also with ourselves. It can be hard to have fulfilling relationships when we're not really that happy with or comfortable with who we are. Today, I'm speaking with Arancha, who has been on a fast track with frequency work for the past year and a half or so. She's generously sharing her story of her journey so we can learn from her what it's like when someone releases enough of their distortion patterns that they can truly come to love themselves, something that there aren't many role models for in our culture. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. So let's get started. Welcome, Arantxa. Thank you so much for being willing to be interviewed on Mastering Your World Through Frequencies. This is super exciting. So thank you yes. for joining us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, thank you. Um, it's exciting to speak to you because you've had a really interesting journey and um, you're one of the people who's been accelerating really, really quickly. And so I thought it'd be really fun for people to see what the possibilities are and what your journey was like, just because I feel like it's helpful for people to have context for their own story. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I guess if we could just start by you sharing a little bit about who you are, like, where do you live? Who are you? What do you do? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. Yeah. So I'm um, uh, just over 15. I have two teenage sons, so the last few years I've been mostly spent raising them and um, you know, making money to sustain the family. Yes. Uh, I live in Northern California in a little town called Half Moon Bay. Beautiful little town. Just yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah. yeah. And um, I've worn a lot of hats in my life. I started out as an engineer. I was a very technical person, absolutely no interest in anything spiritual. Um, but then life had other plans for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and since that. then, it's been a wild journey. I mean, I've done many different things. So can you share a little bit about what your journey was before frequency work? A little, you don't have to tell us in detail, but just like what have you explored? What have you done? Like, what, Where has life led you? So once I started, once I realized that there was something called spirit or something beyond the, you know, the physical and tangible, um, I'm very curious by nature. So I really dove in, you know, so I read as much as I could. I was pretty wary of joining spiritual groups. There was always something in me that was a little bit reticent about that. So I was very careful, mm -hmm. but I did um, join a Gurdjieff group several mm -hmm. years ago. Um, that was actually really interesting because they do a lot of work with awareness of the body. Mm. So you become extremely present in the body. And now I realize it's actually helped me a lot for frequency work. Mm -hmm. even though I didn't realize it at the time. And um, I think that was really the only group I ever joined that kicked me out after about a year. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't last. Uh, <laughs> why did I ask why they kicked you out? I'm kind of curious now. I still don't know. I mean, there were there oh. have very strict rules about how you pay them, you know, because you have to pay for the meetings. That I, they never explained. They, they're very hermetic, these people. They basically said, I'm sorry, you can't come back anymore. And I never got any answers. Oh, so that's kind of perfect. Yeah, it actually worked out. I tried to join a Sufi group and they also wouldn't have me. Um, <laughs> so um, I did end up becoming very close to a, a man who wrote spiritual books who became, you know, he was a friend, but he became a de facto spiritual teacher for me. Um, that also ended about, um, I don't know, four years ago or so. So eventually I learned about past lives. Yeah. Became fascinated with it, realized it has a big impact on my current life. 
and I discovered this through the work of Brian Weiss. Uh, went to a couple of his workshops, the East Coast, and um, and through that I discovered hypnotherapy, which is a much broader um, field of therapy. And I realized I really liked it. So it's actually what I do today. I spent a year studying it and, and training for it, and it's uh, what I currently do today as part That's of awesome. the That's totally cool. And um, what led you to um, seek out frequency work? Like, how did you hear about it? And what, you know, everyone's story about how they found it is kind of. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It was a friend, a friend who had studied hypnotherapy with me. And she just told me of a friend who had had fantastic results with Masajari. And she said, let's just try it together. So at the time, he was offering this uh, daily meditations for 21 days a month. And, uh, you know, I wasn't too keen to try something new because I was already trying a whole bunch of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I quickly saw how incredibly effective it is. I mean, it's just, it's just mind blowing. And it was so different to anything I tried before. Um, so it was, you know, it took me maybe a couple of weeks to see how powerful this was. But once I saw it, I was, you know, I dove in head first. <laughs> yeah. And how did you know that it was like, when you say for me to perceive how powerful it was, what, what did that mean to you? Like in that, at that moment, like how did you know that it was effective, for example? Yeah, it's really interesting because consciously I couldn't quite tell. I mean, like I would listen to mass and he wasn't saying anything particularly groundbreaking to me, but somewhere deep inside, something really was responding. There was something about his voice. I just knew he was speaking truth. I don't know how else to explain it. It's, um, it was just a knowing. It's like, okay, this guy is the real deal. Um, yeah. That's the way I can explain it. Uh, there wasn't yeah. any, you know, there wasn't any flag in particular that said, okay, yes, I really want to do this. It was just, okay, this is it. <laughs> totally. And so because you kind of found it through a friend and you actually weren't exactly looking for it and you weren't really, as you said, you were a little bit reticent to try it. So what were you, so was it just like out of curiosity? Like what, were you struggling with anything or like what, what compelled you? Well, I was always seeking a way to improve myself, right? So, um, yeah, for truth. I've always been seeking for truth. Even when I was an engineer, I wanted to do engineering because I wanted to understand how the world worked, right? How things really work. So, um, I was always open to things that would bring me closer to this truth. Um, but, um, you know, it was really just word of mouth. So just hearing from my friend that her friend had fantastic results. And that's always very powerful, right? When, you know, you hear somebody, it's not just somebody, you know, marketing themselves. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, somebody who's actually benefited from the, from the work. Oh. So I yeah. think that's really what it was, just word of mouth. Yeah. So, so it was just curiosity. Curiosity. Yeah, curiosity and yeah, the open, you know, attitude of, yeah, I want to try something that seems to have really worked. Mm -hmm. And were you struggling with anything at the time that you were like trying to resolve or was it just like, so meaning like what, what about in your life where you're trying to make, because she, because what you said was um, she got fantastic results and I was curious because she was getting such good results. So what were you struggling with? If you don't mind sharing like in your life. No, that you I was struggling with a lot of things. Uh, and in fact, the more I did this work, the more I realized how much I had to struggle. With. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even aware how much I was struggling with, but I would say in general, my biggest um, difficulty has always been with relationships, relationships with other people. I just couldn't quite, you know, I was always looking for more depth, more um, intimacy in relationship, and I could never quite get there. You know, I was told my, my relationships always just stayed at the superficial level, which wasn't very satisfying. Um, but I wasn't very conscious of all the things that were in the way, to be honest. Um, so health-wise, I was, you know, relatively okay, and um, money-wise, I was relatively okay. Um, Work-wise also, I would say my biggest challenge was probably relationships. So con on a conscious level, I was probably thinking, oh, it would be great to, you know, to improve relationships. And what have you um, found that's changed in, in relationship? Because well, that was what you, that's what you came in with, right? So yeah. you came in looking for more depth in relationship, right? And it was sort of like this uh, general thing. You didn't even know, like you said, what it was that you, how much you were struggling. So yeah what is it, how, how have things changed for you just in terms of relationship and what have you discovered about in that journey of exploring? Oh my God, so much. I mean, I was clueless basically. Um, 
I mean, for me, if I had to summarize it quickly, I would say that I understood that the most important relationship is with myself. And the most important thing to do is to not protect, but ensure the integrity of that relationship with your higher self. And that meant really finding my center, really um, learning to stabilize myself in that center. And especially for me, for somebody like me, who was very open and very given, was to protect my personal space, you know, to, to set those boundaries clearly and uh, understand that nobody comes in there but myself and my higher self and my, my connection to, to source. Um, that was actually a, a long journey for me to assert that authority over my own space and to keep it clean, you know, to do this sort of spiritual hygienics. <laughs> Um, that in my case <laughs> was really necessary because I had a lot of stuff in there. Um, and I would allow a lot of people in, right? So yes. because I just had this sense that in order to be a good person, I had to be open and giving and uh, welcoming. And, you know, I had all sorts of hard entanglements um, that really made it hard to, you know, to tease all of this stuff out and eventually you know, keep my space clean and, and with integrity. So, um, and then just realizing, which sounds counterintuitive at first, that by protecting that relationship with yourself, which might seem selfish on the surface, is actually the, the most giving and caring way you can relate to others. So for me, that was a, a huge um, change in, in worldview and in, in the way I interact with other people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been enormous. I mean, the, the change has been you know, beyond my imagining. But I think for me, the biggest battle that I won, if you will, is gaining that self-authority. For me, that was huge. For me, that was huge because I was really just, I thought I had to give and give and give and give, constantly give. Yeah. And when you were giving and giving, um, it, that to, to you, that meant that a lot of people were in your space and it felt like exhausting. I imagine it felt exhausting or can you talk yeah, a little bit absolutely. more about what that was it like? It felt exhausting. I mean, I was connected to their problems. So, you know, if they had a problem, I was feeling their problems. And um, there was also a sense of entitlement from others as to what was mine, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, this, this, um, um, this manifested physically um, things as, you know, as obvious as people coming to my house with a shoe mat or, you know, taking over parts of my physical space uh, in a way that wasn't okay. Um, and of course, at a deeper level, even, you know, more pernicious ways. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of um, um, eviction work. <laughs> <laughs> And some people weren't happy about it yet, right? But, you know, yeah. so meant, you know, also myself being comfortable with my own you know, permanence. Yeah. And, um, and an attitude of, no, I'm not going to stand for this. You really have to be. Um, which I think for women in particular might be more challenging. Totally. For the guy. Yeah. Also yeah. I've also heard you say that um, in this journey, um, that it really one of the most magnificent and things that's happening for you is that you're falling in love with yourself. Yeah. You've said that a couple of yes. times. That's just amazing. I mean, it, it sounds weird. It's like that Whitney Houston song, you know, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's true. I mean, it's really crazy. But uh, when you start to realize how magnificent you are and how unique and gorgeous you are and that everybody else is the same, you know, in their own unique way is also that way. Um, it's just beautiful. It's like the most beautiful love story. And then, you know, this still hasn't happened for me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still single. But you just know that whoever comes along is just going to see the same thing because you are, you know, radiating that about yourself. And nothing else will do. But, so it's just, it's beautiful when people really get to see their own beauty and really how beautiful and just profoundly wondrous we are right in our own unique way and it's just like wow yeah that's awesome <laughs> cool and um what would you say is the difference between the old new and the new you i mean you've kind of talked about that loosely but if you like what's the 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can. Well, I would say this sense of you know, I, I learned to love myself at a very deep level has been just amazing. Because you just have become that love itself, it's, um, and this brilliance. It's just you know, and I'm just beginning. I mean, this is just the beginning of this amazing journey for me. But I just feel like life is getting better and better. Um, you know, where there used to be a lot of problems, now there's more solutions. Where there used to be a lot of friction, things just flow. Um, I'm beginning to see a lot more opportunities. So, for example, um, I've always dreamt of living by the beach. Um, you know, I wanted to raise my children by the beach, but you know, it just didn't happen when they were little. But now that opportunity is just manifesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's amazing stuff that, you know, that I've always dreamt about, but um, I don't know. I'm just so excited about what's ahead. Like, <laughs> wow, what is this cool new day going to bring? <laughs> that is awesome. Without necessarily planning, right? But it's just, I don't know. And I know the world is in chaos and, you know, in turmoil right now. But at the same time, I see like this spring of life. You know, it's like the the, the the old is dying, but the new is really just still a baby, but it's, it's so fresh and and, and just vibrant with life and, and new new things. I mean, it's just, it's really exciting. I think it's a really, really exciting time. It's a super exciting time. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It's kind of like, like each day is like a gift you're unwrapping, right? And it, it becomes yeah. like, and in, in moments are like this too, you're just like, holy mackerel, like this is a spectacular moment right here. Yeah. It is, yeah. And for me, it reminds me when my babies were really small, you know, and every day is like, Wow, what is this new baby going to do now? You know, it's growing so fast and it's so magical. You know, it's like this, yeah, just new life is the best way I can describe it. You know? Yeah. In parallel with all of this dying off. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, what do you feel are two or three things that have helped you or made the difference for you in accelerating at the rate that you have? Because you really have. I mean, you haven't done frequency work for, I mean, that long has it been it's been like a year and a half for you or something yeah a year and a half. yeah yeah well I, once i realized this was it you know i, I really so very dedicated very dedicated i mean i have to say i signed up for every single class session you know event anything i could lay hands on i signed up because i realized this is a i mean this is a unique opportunity i don't think opportunities like this well now i know there will but at the time i was like Oh my God, I can't believe this is actually happening. You know, it's like, then I found you too. It's like, oh, and she's a woman. And this is like, how can this, can this get any better? I mean, it was just amazing. You know, to me, um, you know, teachers like Young Mass were like, wow, just a real gift. Priceless. So um, I was very dedicated. I was very disciplined. So um, I would say this idea of finding my center like I really dedicated myself to understanding where my center is. And this has changed over time, but I'm really trying to come back to center. So for me, that was, number one was awareness. So really strengthening that muscle of awareness was, I think, key for me. And the more you strengthen it, the more you become aware. It's, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a virtuous cir circle or cycle. It's really wonderful. So awareness is key. Um, I also worked a lot with dreams. I've done that in the past. You know, my dreams have always guided me a lot. So uh, very often I would have dreams, say, before a session with you, and the dream would show me, okay, this is a big distortion. We need to work on it. You know, this is still pending for you. So dreams um, were important for me. And then I just try to do all sorts of little tricks. Like I have this acronym I use called Triple A, which means awareness, accountability, and attitude. So I always try to remind myself. So awareness is number one. That's the basis of everything for me. Accountability is okay. Everything that happens to you is because you're running some program that's bringing that on. So, you know, you're responsible for your own awakening and, you know, take the reins. <laughs> and, the, and the attitude, the attitude for me was more keep your eyes on the goal. For me, this is really important. So, um, you know, every once in a while, you know, when I first started, I wanted to be, you know, I didn't really know what being at a higher level was other than some experiences I had. But I would just always have a goal in mind. It's like, okay, this detox stuff might be hard and whatever, but remember the price, right? So if I kept my eyes on the price, that really helped me, even through the low, low times. Um, so yeah, I would say just being very aware, 
you know, rem- remembering I'm accountable without judging myself. And this was hard. It's like, okay, yeah. you're accountable. That doesn't mean you cut yourself down. You never do that. You've done something wrong, you change it, and you haven't been, and there's somebody else is having a problem. And, you, um, and the third was keeping my eyes on the press. That for me was, was big. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's a huge takeaway. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The AAA people. <laughs> but where is it? Awareness, accountability, attitude. And that's great. Yeah. Um, how do you feel your future will be different now that you've done frequency work? Right. Well, I can't wait for it to unfold. And to be honest, I, you know, I'm curious in a general way, but I don't need to know the details. I'm just, um, you know, I mean, it's so beautiful now because my relationship with my children, which is my most important one, has really flourished. And, you know, they're teenage boys. It's not always easy, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a level of connection that's very different. Uh, it's really beautiful. With my parents, it's beautiful. Um, I can't wait to make new connections with more people you know, who do this kind of work, you know, whoever feels called to the work. Um, yeah, I just, I just know there's all this stuff out there that I'll, I'll be doing or will be happening, and it's just exciting, you know, just... Being excited is is fabulous enough. <laughs> just a few short years ago, I wake up every morning, and most of the mornings it would be like this dreary feeling of oh my god, another day, and you know I have to do this, that, and that, and you know what is so and so going to do today? And it, it's so different now. It's just it doesn't even matter, you know, what happens. It's just it's just wonderful. You know, every day is just this beautiful gift. And, I don't know. It's like that baby, you know, that baby every day is, is, is new and exciting and, and full of life. Yeah. It's all potential. That's what it becomes. It becomes all potential. Right? What's it going to be? I don't know. <laughs> That's the magic. I think it's the, um, we feel, I feel like a lot of people feel like if they know what it's going to be, then they'll be happy. But the thing is with the frequency work, you realize that, and you kind of drop into this, you know, through work, but you, you do it, you get into this surrender state where it becomes this wonder, curiosity, awe, right? You're like, what is, that's the excitement, right? It's like a little kid, right? Just like the baby you said, you're just like, yeah. it's like a baby. who knows? <laughs> yeah, the wonder of existence, right? I mean, it's so boundlessly fascinating, right? Yeah. 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 It's totally cool. Yeah. And, um, so how would you describe, um, see frequency work or like working with me i guess or what would you specifically say when you were if you were going to recommend uh, frequency work to others just because i think it's harder for people to understand that so it might be helpful yeah, to it's hear that. hard to get at first but it's just absolutely awesome i mean i've never experienced anything like this not even close i mean the changes are fast or permanent or at the deepest level um I mean, I would just say if you're looking for yourselves, you know, for who you truly are, this is just, um, I mean, of course, my experience might be limited, but to me, this is the most amazing way and the most efficient way to go about it. And Karen is absolutely awesome. <laughs> she's just a master. She's amazing. I mean, she's so... You know, laser focused and efficient, and you will discover so many things about yourself. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the beautiful. Um, yeah, I think your group sessions are incredible. I think really powerful. Your GFCs are amazing. Your the masterminds that you run are amazing. Your one-on-one sessions, of course, are even fabulous. I mean, it's this is like this is real. You know, this is like this is real work. I mean, this is the stuff that remained hidden, I think, for, you know, centuries, you know, that only very, very, very limited number of initiates and, you know, very select mystery schools would have access to. And even even then, I think only, you know, parts of this, that this is now available and that it is uh, explainable in this modern language to, to, to anybody who's open to it, to me, is just, you know, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's got... The opportunity that you know you can't say no to. It's like, so I would recommend this to anybody who, who wants to you know, to be their best possible self and to really understand who we truly are. You know, to really get to the truth, to the truth of 
how this world works and how human beings really are. And who doesn't want that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And then I guess my final question for you, that was beautiful, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so uh, my final question for you is, what are you most grateful for right now? What is in there to be grateful about? Everything is such a miracle, right? Everything is such a wondrous marvel. I mean, I'm grateful for everything. Of course, I'm incredibly grateful to you and to frequency work and you know, to mass and to everything. I mean, I mean, who knows what's behind what led to this moment, right? I mean, I can't fathom. But I'm just grateful for everything. Yeah, for life, for being a human being, for you know, other human beings, for um, I mean, I can't say I'm grateful for everything. That's awesome. That's a fantastic answer. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to be grateful for everything? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's pretty epic. Even the so called bad things that happened to you, I mean, that led to, to where you are today. Exactly. So, um, everything is just like this, I don't know, this fascinatingly mysterious and at the same time, you know, transparently beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Arantxa, for sharing oh, your so awesome. magnificence and the beauty that you are. Thank you so much for sharing oh. your journey with us. <laughs> Thanks. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. For those of you who are new, we're just about to start the GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down. Or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations. And many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of this episode, please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the GFC for truly falling in love with self. So this is uh, a beginning GFC. The more that you do this work, the more this happens. So what Arantxa is experiencing is a result of accumulative work. This GFC is meant to have you start to... Um, depending on where you are, be more at ease with yourself or accept yourself. For those of you who are more experienced and your frequency resonance is higher, um, this will start to help move you into the direction of not only greater acceptance of self, but falling in love with self. Okay. The work always modulates to where you are in terms of your own frequency resonance because it's given on multiple consciousness levels. All right. So here we go, bringing your awareness to your body. And as you bring your awareness to your body, becoming aware of the backs of your knees, just noticing them. what they're touching, even if it's itself, right? So if you're sitting cross-legged, your backs, your knees are folded in. 
So just notice the you know, compression of the skin against skin if you're sitting um, like lotus or um, cross-legged. If you're in contact with fabric of a piece of furniture or sheets or your clothing, noticing that. The warmth of this area. And when you're ready, bringing your attention to the entire skin, okay, on the entire body. So just being aware of everything from the scalp, the hair coming out of the scalp, all the way down to the soles of your feet, over the entire body. Mm hmm Good. And now please become aware of your breath. Noticing it at first without changing it. How is your breath in this moment? You may not have noticed it yet today. Notice if you're judging your breath and if you want to change it. Just noticing your breath. And after a couple of breaths of noticing your breath, allowing your breath to deepen, to expand, to become more full, to drop deeper into your body. Noticing if you can allow your breath to expand not only in your front body, but also in your back body and your side body. So the breath becoming much more round. For those of you who have been doing this for a while, Noticing more details, such as the pause between the inhale and the exhale. If there's any place where your breath like catches, okay, or if it's a smooth in and out. Just noticing the details of your breath. If your breath can drop as far as it did yesterday, for example. And when you're ready, please notice your surroundings. Noticing all the sounds on my end. It's a lot of bird song today. Noticing all the sounds on your end. Noticing the ones that are closer to you and further away and really paying attention to the softer, repetitive noises that you don't pay attention to because they become white noise. It could be the sound of a fan in a mechanical device or the whir of a computer or a fridge. Just noticing. And when you're ready, please noticing the smells around you. Okay. So some of us don't smell very well. If that's the case for you, notice what you can notice in smell. Okay. 
And if that's not available to you, then notice the taste in your mouth. Okay. For those of you who can smell, noticing the nuance of smell. So there may be smells coming in from, you know, um, a window that's open down the hall. There may be smells from a kitchen. Okay, maybe you smell the soap that you used today. Your smell of, maybe you're aware of your own smell, your own body smell. Whatever it is, just noticing the smells around you. And when you're ready, please blink your eyes open and triangulate. So for those of you who are new, um, definitely open your eyes. And for those of you who are more experienced and prefer to keep your eyes closed, you can keep your eyes closed, right? You know what to do. So for those of you who are new, you're going to please notice three inanimate objects in the space around you. And you're going to notice the distance between that object and you. So for example, if the dresser is five foot away from you, you're going to notice the distance between the dresser and you. And then you're going to feel the distance between the dresser and you. And you'll do the same things for objects B and C. And as you do this, your sense of where you are in space will somehow clarify or become more in your awareness. Okay. For those of you who are very habituated to this and have already completed it, bringing your attention to the midpoint of your solar plexus, breathing normally when you arrive there. Good. And now keeping your attention in that midpoint of the solar plexus, we're going to take Nice deep breath in here, together, holding your breath in for a count of five. And when you're ready, releasing the air at the speed and intensity that you prefer out of your lungs, holding your breath out. Also for a count of five. And we are waiting, um, not only for you to complete your breath, but uh, for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. So for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and subgroup level. And that I often work in silence, especially if I'm working with really high level frequencies. Because if I uh, make physical noise when I'm working with those, it drops the frequency resonance, which does not benefit you. So just know if you don't hear me, I'm still here working on you. I just happen to be working in silence. I also do make physical noise. So if you hear me um, yawn or hum or exhale sharply, often that is uh, when I'm removing heavier, stickier distortion patterns. Not always, but often. And also, if I say something that really resonates with you, likely it's yours. And if I say something that you really resist, likely that is yours as well. So I invite you to remain open and to explore further. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, please ask yourself the following question to yourself. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And again, that question is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source.
And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this vast space, please imagine or become aware of a brilliance at its very core that you either see or feel. And as you keep your attention on this brilliance, It intensifies out through your cells. Radiating out through your organs. Your bones. out through the flesh and the muscles, and radiating out through the pores of your skin, out into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your sphere body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. becoming aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Yeah. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance up, irrespective of where it began. This is one of the most important things we do together because how high your frequency resonance is determines everything from what your physical reality looks like, how you perceive it, how much momentum you have on spirit level, how much distortion you can release and how quickly you integrate. So it pretty much determines everything. If you're not feeling anything or not consciously aware of anything, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's happening at a place beyond the mind. And most of you feeling either stillness or expansion, or tingling. A sense of quiet. For some, even a centeredness and expansion at the same time. Or simply relaxed. Excellent. Bring your attention, please, to the space between your forehead and the back of your skull. Okay, so that entire space between those two points. Mm -hmm. So the first distortion pattern that we're releasing 
has to do with depending on what subgroup you're in. Okay. So for some of you, it's a uh, uh, disdain for, okay. Self, uh, for the others of you, it's uh, resistance to self others, uh, discomfort with, okay. For some of you, it's, um, this acceptance of most of self, but not completely. Okay, there's aspects of you that you don't really like, right? For the much smaller percentage of you, ones of you that actually uh, see the beauty of who you are and your brilliance, amplifying that. Good. Yeah, bring your attention, please, to your heart space and to the front of the throat. Okay, so we're going to release this distortion pattern of low self-worth, non-deserving, okay, of um, like loving yourself, basically. Right? Um, for some of you in a subgroup, it feels like it's too self-aggrandizing. Uh, for others of you, you're so um, far away from that. It doesn't seem possible. And um, there's too much disdain okay, in order to get there. So it really depends on where you are. But we're going to release this low self-worth non-deserving. Which has to do with... Um, seeing the magnificence or the brilliance of who you are. Mm-hmm. Good. Bring your attention, please, to the front of your throat and to, like, um, where your third eye would be, okay? So meaning in the, between your brow and your hairline, okay, in the center of your forehead. Yeah. So a lot of you have many distortions uh, between who you really are and uh, your perception, okay? So there's a lot of clouded perception of what you truly are. So I'm starting to work on this to give you more clarity. Right? So for some of you who have a lot of distortion, 
So it will take a little while, but you'll start to get more glimpses okay, of who you truly are. And of course, there's a spectrum, right? So some of you are just beginning for the first time. Others of you are much more experienced. Good. Bring your attention to your xiphoid process. And about three inches or seven centimeters just beneath it, we're going to clear out your pain body because your pain body has a memory. If we don't take the couple of seconds that it takes to clear this out, it makes your integration longer and more challenging than it needs to be. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my time and personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit Spherical Luminosity dot com for more targeted support.